I think from 2020 till now, I've made more than a thousand pieces. This is Climate Opportunity. Climate Opportunity. Climate Opportunity Podcast. Welcome back to another very exciting episode of the Climate Opportunity Podcast. And my guest on today's episode is someone I am really, really excited to meet. Like I was telling her before we started that she's a celebrity and she's someone who has met and done business with the vice president of Nigeria. And it's such an honor and a privilege to be speaking to a disruptor and innovator and a young lady who is making a lot of difference within the climate and secularity space. And she's going to introduce herself. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Faith Oluma. Good morning, Favor. Good morning, sir. My name is Favor Oluma. I'm a student of Federal University of Technology, Mina. And I'm into importation of stuff. And I also, I'm also an upcycler. I upcycle used tires to household furniture. I'm from Benway State, right. Idoma by tribe. Idoma, nice, nice. So Favor, we have one thing in common, right? You're studying agronomy, and my first degree was in agricultural science, particularly agronomy. And so we have that in common. But then the focus of the conversation today is upcycling, and which is what you're popularly known. So let's talk about you're a 400 level student right now, right? Or five, or you're in the finals already? I just entered my finals last week. You're a final year student. At the Federal yes. University of Technology, which was one school I would have done anything to go to. I mean, I think I made about three or, yeah, I think I made about three attempts to go to Futsmina. But um, maybe I wasn't as smart as you, so I didn't get in. But <laughs> I'm not serious. How, how did you, how did you go from agricultural science to upcycling tires? Okay, while I was growing up, I always wanted to do something different, but I didn't even have an idea of what I wanted to do. But I just knew that I wanted to do something. So during the lockdown, while we were at home, I wasn't even doing anything. I was just at home. So my dad, he wanted to throw the piles of tires he had. And I was like, Daddy, don't worry. Please don't throw them away. Let me just find something that I can use these tires to do. And he was like, okay, no problem. So he left the tires and that was how I started playing around it. I made so many things out of it that were not even making sense. I finally did something that made sense out of it. And then I decided to post it on social media. I didn't even know that it was significant. So when I posted it, I got a lot of comments. I got a lot of orders. I got a lot of encouragement. That was when I took it upon myself that, yes, I'm going to do this. And it's even something that I love. Like, I love recycling, but I didn't have an idea on what to do. So just during that lockdown, while I was at home, that I stumbled upon it. And that was how I started doing it. Interesting. That's incredible. So your business is a lockdown baby. Wow. Yeah. That's, 
So I'm still going to ask, did you see this? Did you have a reference? Was it like you see someone done this before or it was just a brainwave? Because the things you make are really incredible. How did you, is it like you sit down with YouTube and watch or you follow other designers? How did you come about these things? Okay, truth be told, before I started, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know that there were people out there that were doing something like this. So when I started that, I posted it on social media and I got a lot of comments and some people were tagging other people that were doing it also. That was when I found out that, oh, wow, I'm not the only one doing something like this. But initially, before then, I had friends that are carpenters. So I usually just go around them when they are working. I'll just sit down and see what they are doing. Because this upcycling, there are some parts that you have to bring the knowledge of carpentry into it because you can't just use only the tires. There are sometimes you have to add woods. There are sometimes you have to add irons. So I used the knowledge that I saw them doing to work on it. When I posted my first work, that was when I saw that there are other people there that were also doing it. So I was like, wow, not even the only one. That was when I started brainstorming. I searched on YouTube. I got more ideas on YouTube. I saw, I got more ideas online, basically. Wow, well done, Favor. It's incredible. Wow, I am, I am super impressed, right? I am really, really impressed with your Genesis story and how you initiated this. It's beautiful. It's, it's really, really beautiful and incredible. So let's talk about this upcycling business and so you mentioned that there are a lot of components what typically comes into this i knew i had seen you somewhere say that you spent about three weeks working on a particular piece what does it take you to make what you make okay so initially when i started my first project was the one i made with ropes I just surrounded the tires with ropes. So there are different types. I have different types of design. There are some that you have to use woods. There are some that you have to use iron. There are some that you have to use paints. So it all depends on the kind of work. But I think most times I use wood and sometimes I use iron. It just depends. It depends on what I'm working on. When I started, I used to spend time on my work because I wasn't I wasn't really a master in it. Like I usually take about three to four days to finish something now that I can use just one day to finish. But initially when I started, I didn't have a lot of knowledge. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't even have anyone that trained me on it. So I was just struggling by myself trying to work on a piece but now it doesn't take that long again because now i have most of the equipment i didn't have when i started so i saw some numbers you put out initially and they were actually very very i mean those numbers were really crazy one of it was just said five four million tires are discarded daily i think that's globally and you said yeah. in nigeria how many tires are discarded in Nigeria every year? I think you said 300 million. And you said it takes about 50 to 80 years for a tire to completely decompose. 
And when we add all these things together, it leaves a huge footprint, carbon footprint, you know, on our environment. And what you're doing is significantly helping to reduce the time that it would take for all these things to decompose, completely taking them out of the system and ensuring that they are used for as long as possible. And whether you know it or not, you are solving a huge part of the climate problem. And I want to, I just want you to talk more about that because these were numbers that you had put up. You just, I'm just putting back to you. How important, because a lot of people might look at what you're doing and say, hey, it's just tires, we can throw them around and all of that. How important is what you're doing when it comes to the climate change and carbon footprints? Okay. So I had to do my research and that was where I got all those numbers from. I got those numbers from Google. And when you burn tires, they release carbon monoxide. And when we inhale those carbon monoxide, it's very, very dangerous to our health. So instead of burning these tires, like in my area now, I don't think you can see any of these tires lying down because I have packed everything. In my area, you can't find one. I don't even buy the idea when I see people burning tires. Like, it's not good. I wish many people have knowledge on what this thing does to our health. Because littering tires alone, self insects can just come and fest on them. They can just be growing there. And then it still comes back to our health. Like, it's very bad and it's very dangerous for our health. So that's why I'm trying my best to make it known that people shouldn't burn tires. Instead of burning tires, there are actually many things. Now, I'm even seeing people online using tires to make sandals, to make footwear. And that's really, 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 really good. Like, I'm really impressed. So I just want the world to know that it's not actually good to burn these tires. Like, there are many things. There are so many things we can do with this waste instead of burning them or just discarding them like that. And that is incredible, right? The fact that we are growing up. The only thing I saw people do with tires growing up was, as young boys, we would usually pedal them around, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and aside from that, uh, or maybe people kept it to, maybe it's for gardening. I know we, some people, it was used for gardening now. And aside yeah. that, people burns them right yes imagine all those years of burning tires i'm really shocked to hear that tires are now endangered in your area <laughs> it means that whenever tires see you they say hey run that lady is coming she's going to carry all of us you are the ones that are resting tires now anyway that's that's really and thank you for making people understand because we need to see the climate part of what we're doing. So tell me now, I've seen you. What has the what's what's the acceptance like? I know you met the vice president. You've done business with the vice president. He's bought one of your products. What has the acceptance been like? Do people cringe and say, "Oh, tires"? Like, how receptive are people to these things, to your products and your solutions? Okay, to be very honest, when I started, it wasn't easy because a lot of people were like, oh, she's a female, she can't do this, she can't do that. She's just like, I heard so many negative things about me. 
But even in those negative things, I still had a lot of positive things. And that's what has kept me going. Like, my work has gone viral. And that's even was even pushing me to do more. Like, I want people to know me. I want people to know the good that I'm doing. So the acceptance has been good. But you know, now this is Nigeria. People must definitely talk. I've seen a lot of times when people say it's not good to keep tires in your house. It's not good. It's not this. It's not that. But instead of that, it's not even good to burn these tires. That's what I'm trying to let everybody know. It's better you keep them safe. It's better you you clean them and you work on them than burning these things. Because now when you even burn these tires, it goes to the atmosphere and it's not good. It depletes the ozone layer. So it's really not been easy when I started because there was even one time, one woman, oh my God, I will never forget. <laughs> this woman, she told me that what I was doing wasn't good. She even posted my work that why would I be doing something like this? Don't I know it has effects on... And before doing this, I made my research. It has no effect. Keeping tires in the house has no effect on humans. Instead, burning them, that's when... There are so many bad effects. So the acceptance has been good. But when I started, it wasn't it wasn't funny at all. But now I think I've adjusted to it. But when I started, it wasn't funny. You know, this is surprising for me because one would think that with what you're doing, everyone is just supposed to gather around you and you know give you all the supports you you need. To hear that there are people who, who criticize or attack or slander you and that that is really painful. But I'm glad that you have not allowed any of these things to derail you. You have not allowed anything, any of these things to slow you down. As a climate change champion and climate opportunist, thank you so much for just keeping on. Now let's talk about, let's talk about, I'm going to come to, I love designs, I love product lines. We're going to come to your product line, but I wanted to ask, what is the process like every month? So do you, number one, do you have a showroom or like a space where you display all these things? Okay, I work mostly on pre-orders. I don't own a showroom yet because I don't think I can manage that for now because it's going to have a huge effect on my school. So once I'm done with school by God's grace, I'm already making plans for that. I'm going to get my showroom in Abuja. But for now, I have a space mm. at my house, just one corner where I do most of my work. And my works are based on pre-orders. So most of the things I see made are things that people pre-ordered. And that means anything we see you post is already gone. Yes. Exactly. Wow. Um, I don't want to talk about numbers, but tell us, I, I'm not saying tell us how much it costs, but how many products, okay, in terms of numbers now. So lockdown was 2020, right? Now, what's, what has the numbers been like? Like how many products do you make yearly? How busy are you in terms of orders? Like, are you always working on something or there are times when people don't even order for anything? Okay, you know, this is business and I'm not too funny sure. It's not every time I get orders, but currently now I'm on a break. I took a break from it to focus on my school. I think from 2020 till now, I've made more than a thousand pieces. But before I took the break, I had a lot of orders. 
I think from 2020 till now, I've made more than a thousand of pieces. Wow. But now I'm currently on a break to resume maybe before I finish school. Wait. But wait, I really wait, want wait, to focus wait, on my career. I need I need to hear you again. You said between 2020 and now. How many how much did you say you've made again? Like how many pieces of no, I didn't okay, I think I've made more than a thousand. A thousand of pieces. A thousand pieces. Yes, sir. So you're saying you've taken out more than one thousand tires. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Wow. You have worked with over 1,000 tires in less than three years. That is amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's incredible, honestly. Wow, well done. So let's talk about your designs. I've seen all sorts of them. Can you talk about some of your, your product lines and some of your favorite designs? Okay, one of my favorite designs, in fact, that's one of my best-selling products is i haven't named my products but there's a center table that is just the tire that is showing then it has mbf on the surface and on top the surface of the mbf there's a glass on it that's my best selling product and that's one of my favorite because that one is very 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 easy to make in less than five hours i'm done making that piece so that's like my very very favorite piece then I also make dining sets, I make stools, I make chairs, I make mirrors, I make wall designs, like wall crafts with these tires. So yes, my best selling is, I have two best selling actually. There's one I use ropes on it. Then I put flowers at the middle. That one too is also a best seller and that's even one of my favorite pieces. Very easy to make. So those are my two best-selling products, but I have about five different products. that are center tables, mirrors, side tables, chairs, and stools. Wow. So, do you know, I have been saying, wow, I can count how many, I can't even count how many times I've said wow on this call. I think this is going to be one of my favorite <laughs> episodes of this, of this podcast for this season. And I love your mirrors. I really, really love your mirrors. I saw the center table, I saw that particular one you're talking about, and I think I love it. I love that one that has this raffia. Yes, that's jute. What do you call it? Jute rope, jute rope. It's called okay, a jute rope. Yeah, I love the one with the jute rope, and I love the mirror with the tire. It's, it's beautiful, it's incredible. Do you have like, so if people want to see your ads, your collections, where can they see them? I have a catalog. So I just send my catalog to them. Then you can also check my Instagram page or I can send them photos. So that's like the three, three ways I get to show them what I have. My Instagram, my photos, and then my catalog. All right. Let's talk about meeting the vice president. How did that happen? And what was it like? Oh, that was like one of the best things that ever happened to me. First of all, I didn't even know that the vice president was coming. I don't even know. I thought, I felt like maybe they wanted to surprise all the youth because it was actually one national youth conference. So the youth conference that 
um, the vice president, there's this office, um, MSN, the special advisor to the vice president. He actually invited me to his office in 2020. Yes, 2020. He even gave me money to fund my business then that year and to get equipment. And then I don't know who even told him about me, but he got to know about me. And when they were doing this conference, he told the person in charge to contact me. So that was when they contacted me. And they told, that one was even a very rush work. Like they told me two days before the conference that I was supposed to come for this conference and I must come with my products. So I had to rush my work, but I was able to make about five pieces. Then I brought it to the conference. I didn't even know the vice president. In fact, I don't think any of us there knew that the vice president were coming. There were special guests there, but I didn't see the vice president among the special guests. Then I just saw the vice president coming. Oh my God, this girl should just let me enter. <laughs> I was very, very happy. That was like the best thing that ever happened to me. And he even patronized me. He encouraged me. He spoke to me that day. And I was very, 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 very happy. Wow. Congratulations on that. It's, it's encouraging to hear. I know that. Tell me what it means to you in terms of encouragement. I know that, like you said, it's, it's the best thing that has ever happened to you. But have you had to look back at that event and say, hey, because I got here, I can get anywhere else. That event really, really pushed me. Because immediately after that event, I got a lot, when I mean a lot of orders. Being that, okay, the vice president has patronized this girl's work. So she's definitely doing something amazing. Let me try her out. I got a lot of orders from there. And it has really been a push. Just imagine the vice president telling you, you're doing an amazing job, keep it up. Like, even if there's one spirit that's telling you not to keep it up, once you just remember that what he said, it just goes up. Like, it has really, really encouraged me. His words, I can never forget his words. So, like, I even have his picture. I framed it. That's to tell you how important it is to me. <laughs> wow. I framed our picture together. <laughs> If I were you, I would frame it and plaster it all over my house. Trust me. Congratulations <laughs> on that. I mean, I am super, super proud to to meet you, to be to be associated with what you're doing. It's incredible, honestly. I have loved hearing your story. And it's beautiful to see how you started and where you've gotten to right now. And my question to you will be, what should we expect from you in the next two to five years with this business? Okay, by God's grace, in the next two to five years, I should be very, 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 very established. I should own showrooms. I should have trained a lot of youths because I also have it in mind to train these people. Because if you're trying to create awareness, you also need to make them know how to make money out of it so it's going to be very easy to letting people know that okay instead of retraining this thing why not make money out of it so by god's grace in the next two to five years i should be established i should have a showroom in abuja and in lagos and by god's grace i should be established in africa because this is my target for now i don't know in the other years to come 
but my target for now, I mainly want to target Africa because I got a lot of orders from most of these countries and I've been seeing a lot of people that want to partner with me from these countries. So by God's grace, in the next two to five years, I should be working with that. Wow. I really, really, I love how holistic your vision is. You're not just looking at Nigeria, you're looking at the continent. You're not just looking at yourself, you're looking at empowering other people. And so I'm going to ask you one more question about what the next five to 10 years would look like. Are there brands you're looking at or people you're looking at and saying, hey, those are the guys I want to be rubbing shoulders with in the next five to 10 years. And if there's anyone that inspires you, of course, I know that the biggest inspiration right now might be that conversation with the vice president. But aside that, who inspires you or who are the people you look at in the design space and look like, hey, those are my guys? Okay. Okay, there's this woman in Lagos. She does something like mine. I look up to that woman very, very well. I think that's Pearl Recycling. You can check her on Instagram, Pearl Recycling. I look up to her very, very well. Like, she's very good at what she does. Um, what was the other question you asked me again? Yes, so I was saying that aside, okay, now you've answered the first one, which is who you look up to. Are there brands that you're looking at and saying, hey, these are the kind of brands you want to be rubbing shoulders with? Of course, like there are so many financial companies in this Nigeria. Let's not even talk about outside the country. In this Nigeria, I want to brag shoulders with. Like there are so many. There's this woman on Instagram, Tilo. I don't know if I pronounced it well, but I don't even know her. Tilo. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Her works are amazing. Like once I get to that woman's stage, I'll first of all need that. I thank God. Her works are really, really amazing. Her packaging is really, really good. I also look up to that woman because when I watched a video of how she started, I was like, I can be like her if I want to, or I can even do more than her if I put in more efforts and more work. So she's also one person I look up to. Great, great. Your story is inspiring. Your story is challenging. And your story is sustainable. <laughs> Yes, it's sustainable because you're doing something related to climate change. And I want to thank you and say that I'm careful the kind of questions I ask because I know that you have a lot of competitions and I don't want you to go into trade secrets or, you know, pricing and all of that. But I am incredibly proud of what you're doing. I remember the first day I came across your work. I immediately contacted our project assistant and said, we need to have this young lady on this podcast. Anyhow, it's going to be, we just need to find you. We've had to reschedule a couple of times, but it's really what's having you here and speaking with you. And I really want to thank you for what you're doing. It's incredible. It's inspiring. It's challenging. I really talk like this on this podcast, but your story exudes a lot of energy and passion and as a young woman i want to say well done you have highlighted to us that there were challenges you faced as a young lady you know starting this and as an undergrad starting it so the last thing i want to ask you is or second to the last question i'm going to ask would be 
you as a lady, you faced some challenges, right? How are you turning that around? Or what would be your word to women, young women who are also standing up in places where you would really see women, right? And trying to do things that women usually don't do. What's your word to them? Okay, the first thing I'm going to say is whatever works best for you should be what you do. Don't just jump into something because you see other people doing it. Honestly, if you don't have passion for something, it will go away. This is Nigeria. In fact, the world, people will definitely talk. People will say good things about you. People will say bad things about you. But don't let all those things bother you. Because when I started, a lot of people told me this is a man's job. No worry. She'll get tired of it. But no, this is something that I've always wanted to do. This is something that I had passion for. But I found that passion in 2020 until now. I'm still pushing because, okay, it's something I love. Don't just jump into something because you see other people doing it. Do what you love and do what works best for you. So that's what I'm going to tell most of the ladies here. Don't allow people's words get to you because if you say you follow what people are saying, you end up not going anywhere. Because when I started, like I got a lot of criticism. People were telling me I'm doing a man's job. See the way I'm stressing myself. I will not even see. People were going to the and saying, I will not see us going with this kind of work I'm doing. But all those things never mattered to me because this is what I want to do. So that was what kept on. I kept on pushing because it's something I want to do. Hey, thank you. And thank you so much for, for that word to women and young ladies out there who are trying to, who are standing up in, in places that women usually would not stand up in. And I think with that, we can bring this conversation to a close by saying thank you once again to you, Favor. And thank you very much. All the best in your business. And do let us know when you're launching your showroom so that we can all come and have a big party and celebration and make all the noise we can with it. Thank you. So thank much. you very much. Thank you.